This is Learning Through Grace Podcast. I'm Derek. I'm Tyler. And I'm Alan. And on today's episode, I want to talk about a question that I've had conversations about with a couple different people recently, um, separate conversations, and just kind of talk about our thoughts on it and what do we think is going on. The, the question is, is the church in America dying? Um, I put the quotations that you can't see in America, because um, I think it's what most people are familiar with. I, we're not focusing on the world as a whole. We're talking about the American church. Is it dying? And what I mean by that is, is it dying to a point where it's going away? And the reason, at least a couple of people I've had the conversation, my brother-in-law and an elder at our church and then another friend is numbers are dwindling. Numbers are down from where they were years ago. Um, at our local church, I mean, there was a point 15-ish years ago that we had 900 plus members and had to have two services because we couldn't all fit into the auditorium for one service. And now we're lucky to have 300 on a Sunday morning for one service. And maybe half of that stays for class. Half of that shows up on a Wednesday night. Like the numbers are a vast difference than they were 10, 15 years ago. And that's kind of the crux of where that question come from. Numbers are dwindling. Less people are showing up. Is the church dying? From a numbers standpoint, yes. From a service standpoint, I would say no. And um, we can get into the numbers if you want to, um, which I think Alan Alan might get into the numbers. I'm prepared with the numbers. (laughs) Would you like me to unveil the numbers for you? Sure, go ahead. Okay, well, this was in 2019, so which in my mind was last year. It is not. That was five years ago, and that makes me sick. Um, But in America, and you want to just focus on America, 65% of people said they were Christian, and that is down 12% from just 2009. So in 2009, 2009, uh, so 77% of people would have said they were Christian. And as of 2019... It's sixty five percent of people saying that. So Christian. I have two thousand and twenty four data. Oh, but there's new data. There's new data. <laughs> Forget everything I've said. <laughs> and now only fifty seven percent of Americans uh, say that they are that, that they the are trend. Christian. So that you're, you're talking about the polls there, where people it asks, "Do you identify as a certain religion?" I want to focus a little more on a different number because that number is out there, and I understand people use it. That number doesn't mean those people are actively going to church or involved. Like that just means they've marked on a card that yeah, I'm Christian. I may not have gone to a church in 15 years, but like I was baptized when I was a baby. Sure, I'll mark as Christian um, for whatever reason. I'm more interested in like the numbers that are actually showing up to church. Um, I looked at the numbers and said I'm not going to bring the numbers because people are going to get bored by that. I'm the numbers guy and try to not bore people. But when you look at to lay the foundation a little bit for where I think this conversation can head and you guys may disagree, but when you look at kind of the trajectory of attendance at churches in the U S throughout the 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s, numbers started going down. And when you talk to your grandparents, talk to your great grandparents, they'll talk about, it. I mean, the numbers were going down. They'll, there's a number of different reasons people will blame. Some people say it was hippies, disco, rock and roll, whatever. You can throw it all out there, but the numbers were going down from the 60s to the 90s as America changed. As America became different, more immigrants came in, bringing different values, different religions into the place. Um, We were entering this world of more tolerance. Um, This is post the civil rights movement. And I think as a member of the church, we have to acknowledge that 
church had a lot to do with the wrong side of story in that world. And there's a lot of churches that were doing things that were not showing what the Bible said. And so they're on the wrong side of history with the civil rights movement, which caused a lot of people to have issues and leave the church and, and have issues with the church. And so you, you have this 30 plus 40 years of people leaving the church and numbers going down. It wasn't a huge, like everyone left after one day, but when you look at a 30, 40 year stat, you can see the decline. Then in the early 2000s, a huge change happened. Almost every church that you look at doubled or more its numbers within a year or two of the early 2000s. Now, what happened in the early 2000s that caused that? 9-11. 9-11. For those that are old enough, and it shocks me to say we may have people listening to this that weren't born uh, when 9-11 happened, but when 9-11 happened, it changed the, the world, but especially America. It changed the country, and people felt a need to latch on to something. A lot of people latch on to patriotism. I mean, the number of songs and patriotic movies and all that came out in the years after. I mean, you could write novels about how much came out. But the other thing that happened is people started going back to church. They were looking for something to grasp, something to help them get through this terrible time. And so they started returning to church, and churches saw huge booms of numbers. And kind of like you guys mentioned, the numbers since then have slowly gone down. It's been a little bit at a time. Again, it kind of goes back to that 60s to 90s. There's no big exodus. It's just a little bit here, and, well, this family's kids decide not to come, and then this family's kids down the street 10 years later decide not to come. It's, just, it's little people, little pockets. Um, but then 2000 happens. COVID comes, again, changes America, changes the country, changes how we do things. And that's where, if you're looking at numbers, the cliff happens. Um, if you look at our own church, that's where the cliff happens. Our numbers were steadily going down, but that 2019 to, we like most churches, we stopped meeting for a while. We met online, and our preacher was doing online services and stuff. Um, but when we finally came back together after about six months after COVID and put some guidelines in place, it looked different. It looked very different. The numbers were very different. Because, I, again, I think we went through this transformative process that America changed. So I'll leave it there. You guys can start filling in your thoughts, and I can obviously come back to some of my thoughts on why that happened and how that affects the church today after all those things happened. So um, I, I actually think that, that so COVID did happen, and the cliff was there, and the people that left, left, you know. But were they really that involved anyway? You know, I mean, or was it just the easy way to say, this is our out. We are taking that out. And so they left. And I would say that if they had a strong faith and they were involved in the church, they probably stuck through it. Um, however, if they came every once in a while and they weren't involved and they didn't have a relationship with people at the church, it was very easy for them to say, this is it. I'm done. That's where I'll go right now. Um, I'll have some more to say about the service aspect of people that are left but i'll stop right now for that yeah something i would i would say not against what you're saying maybe i look at maybe differently you're talking about like they chose like hey this is my easy way out i think a lot of it there was no decision made i think for a lot of those people that left there was no like conversation in the family of like hey we're gonna stop going to church there was no like there was none of that like f mental conversation or decision that we're done with church i think it was we've gotten out of habit we haven't gone in six months and when it picked back up, it wasn't a priority, so you didn't make it part of your habit again. Yeah, I think 
That's what I meant. I did not mean that they sat down and had a family conversation saying, I think it's time for us to stop going to church. I don't think that's what it is. I really do think it is the out of habit, the out of habitness, if that's even a word, you know, um, where they've gone for so long. Now they had a year off break and they just never start back. So. Well, and I know people, especially people in our church, I can't really speak for other churches. I guess everything I'm going to speak on is unique to our church. And I'm sure, um, what I'm going to say can be extended to other churches, but whenever COVID did hit, I think we were at like 500 people or so Mm -hmm. COVID hit. We did the online services. I don't know if y'all remember, but a lot of people in our church passed away. Mm -hmm. Like we went into COVID with, I can think I could rattle off like 10 names right now of, of people who were there before COVID. And then after COVID, they just passed away. Now we have an older congregation and that just kind of is the belly of the beast, you know, but I think with COVID with the online church presence, it made it easy to do what you were saying. We haven't gone to church in six, seven months. The world hadn't really changed for them. You know, it just made it easy for them to, to just sit at home and, and not get replugged in, especially when our church came back to the building you would think that whenever we come back to the building, it's time to cut the online service, but our church kept it. And it just makes it easy for people who have never returned to the building to just stay at home and partake in that. And that's world, I would assume worldwide. You know, I'm sure it's, it's very true of the American churches that they didn't come back to the physical building because it was easier to sit at home and watch the service and um, quote-unquote participate in church. And I, I I can think of one person that I ran into recently um, somewhere out in public and hadn't seen them in years since COVID. And I said, hey, how are you doing? Um, we sure miss you at, at church. We, we hope you come back. And they said, well, we've been worshiping online. We're, we we want to come back. We want to come back. But then rattled off an excuse and, and everything else. It's like, well, if you want to come back, like, like, let's come back. You know, the, the church, then we, we talked about the beauty of the church a couple episodes ago where there's so much beauty and there's so much to be gained from actually being present with other Christians that, that people are just, are just missing out on. Another thing that I think that has gotten into people's mindset with church is they no longer view it as a, a priority you know, a couple of years ago, everybody needed a third place. You know, you had your work, you had your home, you had church. Well, now church, like people have gotten rid of that. And now, well, let's go to CrossFit. You know, let's go, let's go to the gym. Let's go to the Y. And that has become their community. Church is the community. And they've gotten, they don't, they don't need the church for the community anymore. Well, I can go elsewhere and, and get that need of mine filled and I don't have to step foot into a church at all. You know, I, I've never thought about that until you just said that about the community aspect of it. I know someone that goes to church, went to church, went through some things in life, and now their community is Jonathan's Bar and Grill or is Bar Louie, you know, and it don't matter who it is, but that's their community because they go all the time and the same people are always there. So like that is their people. It's not that they want to go and get drunk 
It's that the people that they know that are there four out of the seven days a week are their friends and they're, and they go there instead of going to church where they used to go. And you're talking about it not being a priority, I think is a big part of it because on the flip side, the people that are there, they're there because it's a priority. And that's part of the conversation with our elder is he'd said, yeah, I mean, numbers may be down, but the work the church is doing has gone up. We're doing more right now with 300 than we were doing eight years ago with 500 or 15 years ago with 800. We're doing more outreach. We're doing more ministries. We're doing more stuff with less people than we were back then. He's like, this is a group that everyone's involved. Everyone's doing something. So I can remember years ago when he would, he said when he would walk up front and look out and he didn't even know half the people in the, the church. He was, I would recognize them as someone that comes every Sunday, but they'd show up five minutes after service started and leave as soon as service over without talking to anybody. And he goes, those are the people we lost, but where were they on God's spectrum? And when he was talking about spectrum, I was like, what do you mean spectrum? Like, what does that, what does that mean? He said, the hot and cold spectrum, like he talked about in Revelations. He was talking about Revelations 3, 15 through 18, where he's talking about, I'd rather you be hot or cold than lukewarm. And in our elders' view, a lot of those people that are gone were in that lukewarm basket. They were showing up to church on every Sunday or sitting in the back of a class, but they weren't living their faith. They weren't doing anything with it. It was just showing up, doing the bare minimum, and leaving. And now that they're gone, nothing's missed by the congregation because they weren't bringing anything. They weren't even being engaged in class. They weren't being engaged in a life group to support people. They were literally just like a lukewarm fly on the wall that was there to check off their attendance marker, and that was about it. Whereas... Today, you look around at 300, I mean, when I'm up in front of the church, I can look around, I know every single person, and I know what they're doing. Like, I can point out and say, oh, she's doing this, she's doing this, he's doing this, he's involved with this ministry. She's the social media manager. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone has a role and is willing and excited to do it and doesn't just want to show up and be there. They want to be a part of it. They want to live and do what God calls us to do. And, Walk the walk, talk the talk, not just check off an attendance mark. Yeah, and I'll say, this may be wrong for me to say, but I think a lot of people maybe want to show up to church, and if something is expected out of you, well, that's not exactly... I'm I'm looking to go somewhere and to sit and to receive and then to leave, and that it's just not really how, at least our church kind of functions. You know, our church, you know, we, we just did that whole survey of like, what are your spiritual gifts how can we get you plugged into a ministry to where you can serve? And I don't know, at least in America, um, I don't know if that's what people are really looking for. I think a lot of times I think people are probably looking for a show. People want to be entertained. People want to be not preached the truth, being like, hey, you have to actually change your life and be melded with what Christ taught us. Um, I don't think a lot of people want that. They want to be entertained. Um, they want it to be easy. They want it to just show up, or at least that's that's my opinion. They want the pat on the back. They want to be Correct. told they're doing well, and then be able to go back to their life and not change things. One hundred percent. And we could have a whole episode on on that American ideal and what that looks like. And I, I do think there is definitely a part to that. I think there's a group that I don't think all of them that are not in church are falling under that. But yeah, I definitely think there's a part that. They want to show up. They want that pat on the back being told, hey, you're being a good Christian because you're here this morning. We're going to teach something that's not going to challenge you and not make you want to change anything in your life and just go back to your, your daily life and forget about it till next Sunday. I mean, Alan, 
if you're listeners of the podcast and you've heard some of the prior podcasts where I talk about when April and I left, I mean, it's, that's, that's the reason, you know, we left so we could not be involved, you know, we left so we could go to a church and sit and not participate in anything. That's the reason why we left, you know, is so we could go and quote unquote hide. So, So how do we fix our problem? You know, is it a problem? I mean, we, we want, we had 800 people that in itself is not bad. How do we get 800 people again, but 800 people to where they're active? You know, I don't want to focus on the numbers, but like our job is to, I saw somebody with a shirt that said, make heaven crowded. We want to make heaven crowded. So, so how do we do that? How do we mobilize, you know, our our church that we three attend, but then you listening, like, how can we kind of, kind of get the ball rolling to where, um, the church isn't dying, and I don't really know if it is. I think the church is just changing. You know, if you look through history from when the apostles and Jesus set up the church, like there's moments in history where it's there's a lot of people, and there's a lot less people, a lot, a little. And you know, it kind of goes through like a spectrum of of numbers wise. Um, and there's a potpourri of reasons why why that happens. But what do we do about that? Because we want, you know, we have pews. We want our pews to be crowded. Yeah, I mean, in my opinion, you don't do anything. And that sounds that sounds bad, but I think if you're going into it asking, what do we do to fill the seats, that does exactly what was happening 15 years ago. Yeah. And it doesn't... You're talking about how do we fix the problem, and this kind of goes to my answer of, is the church dying? There is no problem. I don't think there is an issue. I think the church is healthier than it's been in a long time because churches are waking up and realizing we need to figure out what we're doing and do it. And kind of same thing, stop worrying about the numbers, stop measuring success by that and say, instead, what are we doing that God's calling us to do? And then I'll let God do the rest. I'll let God be the one that helps figure out how to bring people in. But I'm going to go, you know, volunteer at the walk for water event next week. I'm going to go help out with the youth groups. I saw that they need help. I'm going to go do whatever that needs help and do that and trust that God is going to do the rest because that's where it comes from. For sure. And I, I, sorry, not to, not to cut you off, but I, I, I thought of the verses in Acts where it talks about where the apostles are, are doing whatever and more people are either being baptized and, and things like that. But it always said in the scripture that the Lord added to their number. If we're focused on, Oh, what can, what can Alan do? to get people in the pew, then the whole mindset is wrong. It's what can we do to show Christ? And then when we're showing Christ, he'll fill the pew Mm -hmm. any way that he sees fit. And I think that uh, going back to what that elder said, we are currently doing more ministries, more service now, the church in general, than we have been in any years past. If we continue to serve others like Jesus did, then people will take notice. Like they will take notice. Oh, there's something different with that church. They are they are doing um, they're doing things that not a lot of other churches are. And I think that is is what we're doing. We're already serving. So kind of like what you said, continue doing what we're doing. You know, and I think our we don't get stuck on the numbers. You know, but I think our numbers will increase because we are doing what. God called us to do, which is serve others and love others. Yeah. So I think 
I mean, at least in my eyes, we answered the question, is the church dying? No. Um, is it going through a change? Yeah, and that's okay. It, it does that. It has done that. Um, so don't be discouraged if you're sitting in one of these churches that's seeing lower numbers and you're having this comparison envy to years ago and you're like, oh, we used to pack this place. Ask yourself some of the questions. And we sit here and talk like it's easy that we came across this decision, like, oh, we're doing more. It wasn't. I mean, there's definitely times where three of us sat around and went, man, what are we doing wrong? And it took a lot of conversation between us and others to kind of change that perspective of what are we doing right? So take that time, figure out what's going on in your church, support the things that are good, celebrate the wins, and don't be so worried about, hey, we were this five years ago. Lord will take care of it. He'll take care of whatever's going on, but don't be worried about that comparison envy. So that's what we got for this week. Appreciate you listening, and I hope you all have a great time until we see you in two weeks. (music) 